NCAA Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Alan and Alan. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 36 of the AA Sports Podcast. We're your hosts, Alan and Alan. So, still no baby. <laughs> Any second, man. Anytime, you know, due date was this weekend, so still on high alert. But man, the season is over. There was a lot of last day big games on the line for who's in, who's out. We'll talk about that. But first, we have a little bit news, which we'll see more and more as the postseason go on, is retirement. So right. first things first, Hunter Pence. Yeah, man. Hunter Pence announced his retirement uh, when the season ended, basically. Um, you know, he finished his career batting 279. He had 244 home runs, 942 RBIs. He's a four-time All-Star, and he's won two World Series uh, with the Giants. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, what do you think he's going to be doing? Uh, I don't know. Like, he – um, I think, what is it, him and his wife already own – like, I remember seeing a commercial, like a coffee shop and stuff. Okay. So, they're – you know, they're going to enjoy – like, the last of the season, he was actually at the, at the Giants game on the water signing autographs for people in the canoes. So, yeah, I saw that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's nice, you know. Um, but, you know, when you post the video, it said nothing can really prepare for you for this part of the career when you say, I'm retiring from baseball. He said on Twitter, I give it everything I can, and the game has given back to me tenfold. So, you know, he's been trying to prolong his career last year with Texas, and then he came back to the Giants this year and just had a terrible season before they released him. Um, but, you know, it's – it's hard where you keep hearing about players that, you know, when your body says it's time to go and you don't want to. And, you know, unfortunately it was time for him to go, you know, he was batting uh, zero 96 Oof. batting average when they yeah, released him. So, I mean, the one thing I always remember about him um, is that he, he has the weirdest stance. Like his swing is just, yes. Like, still, it's, it's just weird to me. That's all. Um, yeah. So, and he, uh, hope, yeah, it's like well, I hope he finds well. I'll say if, if if anything, if his coffee shop doesn't go well or whatever, he can always go back to being part of the Sticky Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that man, that beard and that look, God, man. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. We'll see what he does, but I'm pretty sure it's not the first. Well, besides, um, God, I forgot to add in here about Alex Gordon announcing uh, the Kansas City. He retired, you know, but yep. of course he got his. They pulled him from the game the other night, so they give him his little moment. With nobody in the stands? Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I guess, you know, they still get a standing ovation from, I guess, everyone in the dugout and then the opposing dugout. So it was a nice gesture. But I thought since, you know, this is technically the first day of the offseason for most of the teams – well, not most. Yeah, the not most. The, not yeah. <laughs> Before the season technically ended yesterday, the Red Sox said they're not bringing back their manager, which is not surprising because he was on a – what was it? A trial basis. In, right. He was the interim manager yeah. after the firing of Cora. So, you know, the final day of the season, the Red Sox announced they did not bring back Ron uh, Roszkowski. The Red Sox made an announcement before their season finale against the Braves. And the statement – uh, Charm Bloom said, throughout this difficult season, Ron consistency and professionalism kept the environment in the clubhouse productive and gave all 
of his players room to grow and develop. While we believe that moving forward will benefit from new leadership, new energy that does not diminish how strong we feel about Ron. He's a man of the highest character who cares about our players and the Red Sox organization. As a bench coach, he helped the team win its world championship. As a manager, he showed poise, leadership, and and negativity, extreme challenging year. We are grateful for all his contributions and his uniform. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like you said, uh, the organization had nothing but good things to say about Ron. Um, they said, you know, they just, I feel like they just want new life in the clubhouse after the whole scandal thing went yeah. on. And I think he was just the safe hire because right. remember it was weeks before the spring training started originally before Corona, but you know, 64 right. took her to Skipper after Alex was, fired you know the wake of the science scaling scandal between the red Sox and astros but and he was the bench coach um the two seasons under cora so the team right. wasn't really set up to compete this year anyway so it really wasn't his fault with you know boston traded away mookie betts and then david price to the dodgers um then the offense and then also they lost uh sale to injury uh, they also lost Edwin Rodriguez, who missed the season due to the heart because of heart condition scares because of COVID. So it's unfortunate, right? That and, he took um, over that team. And yeah, and like you said, the team wasn't built for success this year, and he got a brand new manager. But he still managed to get the team at twenty four and thirty six, even though that was <laughs> last place in the AL East. That's still impressive. With the team is not built to win in the AL East, and that pitching. The pitch right. was horrible and not with your ace and one of your key bullpen guys. And it's just, it's unfortunate, you know, short season, maybe if you still got longer, could have got a little better, but well, you know. right. Um, you know, even after it was said and done, Ron said uh, in the end, I'm just not the guy they want to move forward with. Pridefully it hurts because I know what I'm doing. I think I got the best out of the players. So he felt good about what he's done there. Um, I'm sure the doors are going to open up in different areas. Did they say if they're going to keep him in the organization or they did not. So I'm okay. pretty sure they'll probably let him just walk away. Okay. So, so here comes the question. What a lot of people are wondering is with, you know, they said they're not bringing back. Is there a shot that they bring Alex Cora back? Maybe. I mean, if they felt strongly in the guy, it, it, the hard part is if you do bring him back, are you going to have the attention of the players? Are you going to have the respect of those guys? Yeah, that's the biggest because, you know, technically nothing was found with the Red Sox organization when they did the investigation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, maybe it wasn't Cora, but then it's like, you, I, I wonder if Boom gonna, is going to be like, let me go talk to players, see what they think about him or who does he just go and decide his own coach since he'll have a full off season to get his guy that he wants for the future. Uh, you know, who got hit the, the worst out of the whole situation was Beltron. Yes. I mean, he's not a player anymore. He got fired. He, he's not, this opportunity might not come back to him. Um, and all the players, they basically got slaps on a wrist. Yeah. And you can just look at their batting averages and stuff this year. I know like subpar two hundreds. Come on, man. Yeah, so so that's right. re- really so far the only manager firing, but there was another firing, <laughs> which right. been right. long overdue, I feel like. I, I agree, man. So also the, <laughs> the Angels, they decided to finally fire their GM, Billy Epler. He was let go after five years as the Angel GM, and subsequently they also have five-year losing streak. Yeah, um, you know, the final of the regular season with, you know, 26 and 33 record, with playoff expansion, Angels missed the playoff for the sixth straight year, five of them cunning under his watch. So 
Uh, the athletic Ken Roosevelt reported on the 21st, the Angels still appear the most likely team to dump their GM. Mm-hmm. And then that Dave Jabrowski has emerged as a favorite to get the job once he's fired. Okay. So if, if they do hire Jabrowski, that would be a clear message. You know, the 64-year-old built title contenders, relying on marquee free agents, levering organizations' best prospects. You know, two World Series teams, the 97 Marlins and the 2018 Boston Red Sox. And then Detroit Tigers claimed four straight divisions, titles of two American League pendants while he was with Detroit. Could be a good spot because, you know, with Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, like you have a nice two young stars. And now you've got to build around, which we've I've said, and you said too, is pitching is a must for, with L.A., with yeah, these it's angels. Just, it's just sad because, like, Epler – I mean, you got the best player in baseball on your team and you're failing to win. You're not taking them to the playoffs. I know you got Ant Rendon this year and you've had big plans for some other guys. It didn't come, it didn't happen. Um, But we could have seen this coming after the Angels owner, Brad um, Osmus, fired um, after the owner fired Brad Osmus after one year. And that was the manager that Epler hand selected himself. So you knew they weren't on the same path. They, They weren't, their minds weren't thinking alike. Um, so I think I thought that this was the final year that he could prove that he could win, even with expanded playoffs and a team that on paper looks decent enough to compete. It just didn't happen. Yeah, you know, they've regularly targeted star players in the open market with like Rendon recently, but just one playoff appearance since the 2009 American League Championship Series. You have an owner who's willing to spin, Mike Trout. So it should make the job very attractive. So we'll see what the Angels do for both players and GMs. Right. I agree. Yeah. So first thing, what a season. Yeah, 60, 60 games. Well, besides uh, St. Louis only played 58, but 60 game season, crazy. American League was pretty much locked up going into the weekend. National League, there was multiple spots for the playoffs. Um, it's insane that, you know, at first we're thinking no, no baseball for the longest time. We thought yeah. it was good done. And then, 60 game season became it and it's unreal because you know two months is what we had and i can't believe it's already over we're talking postseason <laughs> i know i mean i felt like we were just talking about it the season went by pretty quickly um so yeah man let's uh let's let's uh let's get into this, some final get, standings yeah so the nl east atlanta ended up taking the division at 35 and 25 the miami marlins took the second guaranteed playoff spot at 31 and 29. Yes. Four games behind Atlanta. Then Philadelphia Phillies barely missed the postseason at 28 and 32, seven games behind Atlanta, but one game behind the wild card. And then the Mets and Nationals tied for last in the division at 26 and 34, nine games behind the Braves and three games out of the wild card. Yeah, man. I mean, if you look at it overall, it's not terrible. Because the Nats and the Mets both went in last place, and uh, they're at 26 wins. I mean, we figured if 30 wins would have got you in. Yeah. So 26 wins isn't too far off. Yeah, especially so that's not when, bad as a whole. If you look at the division, how tough it was, and then we had to play the AL East. So yes, that is exactly. a very tough. So you can't really this, argue. It's hard. It sucks that you wish there was more games. Right. Because a lot like Philly had a terrible bullpen. Mets. 
it was a combo between the the back end starters and some of the bullpen. Uh, le- leaving players then, on 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 the bag scores, and then the- pretty much Nationals not getting defending World Series MVP for the whole year. He got one start yeah. before going back out. It's it's tough. Sixty games, you know, twelve starts from your starters. It is tough. But I'll tell you what else is tough. This next division, or <sighs> next division, the NL Central. Central. This division produced four teams to make the playoffs. It, it was insane. Like it, I thought, San Francisco had a chance. I was watching San Francisco game. That last out was ridiculous. Oh, Bad man. call. Oh, it's tough. It's tough to get twenty nine wins and not get in. God, dude. Like you literally down to the last strikeout. Someone was on. I thought maybe Mike Strzok was gonna get a shot. Bad call. It was out of their hands. But let's go ahead and talk about your. Central champion, we have the Chicago Cubs at 34 and 26. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. You know, everyone thinks it might be the last year this this core together. We'll have to wait and see this offseason. But newly first-year manager put it together this year in a short season. Yeah, man. And we knew he could. I mean, old man Ross over there is just uh, doing his thing. I think the best thing is that when you played with him, so he, not, not, he didn't know a lot of these guys. That's true. So he had a good so, and I'm pretty but, sure he's been around the team before the job was his. I'm, I'm I'm sure he was around the team and he knows the guys, but that's that's also that also could be a something tough to to work with because yes. you know the guys personally and they're your friends, but at the same time you got to be their manager and you got to be like, look, guys, if you're not producing, you're not playing. I'm here to win. Yeah, and so second second team to get the second guarantee spot is St. Louis Cardinals at thirty and twenty eight. Yes, they didn't get to make up two of the games from the the coronavirus outbreak they had, but by percentage and wins losses, I they gave it because the tiebreaker to St. Louis over Cincinnati. So, yeah, man. so we'll see how this plays out because this definitely changes seedings. Yes, it does. And then the Reds came in third at thirty one and twenty nine. You know, you would think thirty one wins, but because of the extra loss, they you know it's unfortunate. Right, because they played the whole games and neither did St. Louis. So but, we'll see if we'll see if any of these teams benefit from that. And because of the tiebreaker scenario with San Francisco and Milwaukee, Milwaukee gets in the final eight seed at twenty nine and thirty one, five yeah, games man. behind the Cubs. I bet Bob Euchre's happy about that. Yeah, and then we don't have to talk about Pittsburgh. Yeah, nineteen and forty one. We knew they're probably gonna be one of the worst teams in baseball, and they were. Yeah, we foresee that. Big rebuilding mode, you know, new GM, new manager. They have a lot of work ahead. So uh, they got the number one pick next year. So they'll do some research, and it's going to be kind of hard to do that number one pick. You're going to have to base it on this season's, you know. So I feel bad if it's anyone's, you know, junior year or last year. Well, I mean, well, luckily, don't they they still have time – see if spring ball happens yeah they usually i think it draft, should they usually draft right after yeah but i'm saying like you like you'll get a whole season miss from key guys if they're young but who knows we'll see and then the west yeah the west the west you know man it don't was even, fun yeah we don't even say much about that because the dodgers dodgers show at 43 crush. and 17, they crushed the whole national league um, and then you got the Padres, who did pretty well themselves at 37 and 23. Yeah, there for a while, we thought that they could make the Dodgers sweat a little, which they did. Some of those big series there, close, they're splitting. And we're like, can San Diego? Then San Diego fell off there a little bit at the end. But they still got the four seeds, so they will have the wild card round game in San Diego. 
So we'll see that. And then San Francisco. Hey, man, it was an exciting year for them. It's it sad was. that they didn't make it. It was very sad. Like, if you didn't see the replay, the last out was clearly <laughs> a ball. Brought that glove up so quick. And the guy, I think the ump didn't want to be there. I think he wanted to go home. Like, But called out, which didn't give a chance. to Like, if you get beat, you won't get beat by yourself, not by the ump. I agree. I absolutely 100%. And, I mean, the ump, he knew the severity of this, of this uh, game, too. Yeah. So he knew he knew the position he was in. It's, he can't be blowing calls. Yeah, San Francisco when they were going to be in, and they would end up facing the Dodgers. But hey, that's okay because they would have they would have been in the same division. I, I like that. You know, it would have been a eh, the Dodgers might have steamrolled them, but at least they would have had a shot. So and then Colorado, they were in it. So about the last week of the season, you know, seventeen games behind the Dodgers, but only three games behind the wild card at twenty six and thirty four. And then Arizona made a little run there at the end at 25 and 35. So. All right. Well, then let's talk about the AL. Um, this so, yes. Yeah. So, so this division, you know, this, this whole – the AL teams are pretty tough in general. Uh, you got the East with the Rays. Allen called that from the beginning. He thought the Rays were a great team. And guess what? They won 40 games, lost 20. Pretty solid. Uh, the next team are the Yankees. The Yankees, we, they were up and down. We kind of thought they were good at the beginning. They were a little injured, um, and they were injured as well during the season, but somehow they pulled it together and got a 33-27 and 27 record. Yeah, the big sweep over the Blue Jays that last week helped them because if not that, they would have been the wildcard team, and Toronto would have had that second seed if exactly. it wasn't for that That's sweep. huge. If they were just got one other game from them, they probably would have swip-swapped, and then tr- the Buffalo-Torontos would have been ho- – no, they would. Nah, no, nah, I don't think they've been hosting a game, would they? No. Oh, either way, but, the seating is huge. It could, it could yes. have a big impact. Um, and then we got the O's. You know, surprisingly, they had a decent record. I mean, twenty-five and thirty-five, not terrible. We thought it could have been worse. So what? The second week of September, they had a shot. Then they Yankee, sure did. Then Yankees swept their five games. They're pretty much like, okay, you're done. They finished okay. seven games behind the wild card. But <laughs> we thought they were going to be the worst team in baseball. But especially losing Trey and all the other guys, these young guys, but they put yeah. it together. So this is a young team that we could watch. Yeah. A couple of people stepped up. Like, uh, was it Mount, Mount Castle and uh, some other guys? Yeah. Like they finally called it Mount Castle, which was surprising. They didn't start, you know, last year's MVP of the international league. And he didn't right. start the season with them. It was kind of odd, but they finally called him up and he could, you know, helped him. So he'll definitely compete for a spot next year. So it's going to be a young team. And then, like we talked about earlier, Boston with the firing of their manager, it's just they weren't successful, but yet they're only a game behind the O's. They would have finished fourth place, which I believe that's where we both had them, I think, in fourth place and the yeah. O's fifth. So we knew they weren't going to be good after losing, you know, Mookie Betts, the trade and stuff like that. But still with that record. Still, still depending on, yeah, from what happened last season, it's, it's disappointing. Yeah. And then All the right. Central. Yeah, the Central, uh, you know. God, so what, I think Saturday night this didn't get locked up to who was going to win because <laughs> everyone kept getting swept up, down. Like, you didn't know who was going to get this division. Hey, this one was tight. Any one of these <sighs> any one of these three teams that made the playoffs from this this division right here could have could have came like, in first. What was it? Like, days before the season ended, the team that finished third in the, in the division was leading the division almost comfortably. We thought it was going to lock it up. Yeah, dude, that's And crazy. that's how big the swing when Cleveland, I think, swept them. All I think were walk-offs. <laughs> like how, that's how big the swing went. So let's talk about it. Who's the division winner of this thing? Well, right now the division winner is the Twins. Barely. They're at thirty-six and twenty-four. 
man. Barely, exactly. Barely. But Twins, you know, two-time defending champion now. They won it last year. Now they got it this year. So, you know, they made a bunch of offseason moves because they wanted to be that team this year, and they end up getting the division. Well, the the team that came in second in the division is a team that I'm really hyped about. Um, they came we, in hot. Yeah, we like we like this team from the beginning. They struggled at the beginning as well, um, but they got it together. It's the White Sox. They came in uh, end of the season at 35 and 25, and it's a bunch of young guys hungry, hungry to win games. Well, actually, in second place is Cleveland. Oh, is that, well, that's not what I got in here. So yeah, Cleveland got the tiebreaker. Oh wow! So they got the two. They got the second seed. Well, so look at that. Cleveland and the White Sox are both 35 and 25. Um, like I said, the White Sox are a young crew. You know, they're led by Abreu, who's freaking having an MVP year. Um, and yeah. then you got the Indians. Which, yeah, man, the Indians. We, we, we liked them preseason, I think. We liked them where it depends on if they fell behind too long, would they trade some of their stars? Exactly. The pitching right. was a question because after trading Corey Cooper and then trading last season with trading uh, Bauer, it's like, who's going to pitch? We knew they had Bieber, but who's going to be after that? And they stepped up Clevenger, but then they made a shock trading Clevenger. It was like, are they giving up? Like, we're not sure what they're doing. And then they made this run. Just imagine. Just imagine if they get get rid of those pitchers, man. Yeah. Like, you're talking about a a five-horseman roster if they kept all of them. God. So, you know, and then Kansas City. The Royals. You know, they made a couple moves at the end. They got to 26-34. And then Detroit. Which was in the playoff race until I think what we would say late late August, early September, and then yeah, but that's to be expected. I mean, they weren't supposed to be there anyway. No, so it, they, finally, they finally settled. <laughs> yeah, so and then the AL West, man, um, not really shocked by this. If you think about during the regular season, I we both knew Oakland was good. Oh yeah. Um, it was just like, was the young pitching going to step up? Houston, what they're going to do? And then Houston just started losing pitchers. And Oakland just stayed hot and just walked away and was the first to clinch the division. Yeah. I think we uh, – I think we didn't – I don't know. You might have had the Astros in there. I, I thought they were going to fall because of the whole scandal situation. I, I think I had the Angels going in yeah, here. I, I, I still gave the um, Houston a slight edge to win the division. Oakland get a wild card. Because I knew Oakland was good, but I just figured with a short season, yeah. I wasn't quite sure. But, man, injuries, they creep on you real quick and mess up your entire season. But, you know, Oakland at 36-24 and 24, uh, secured the number two seed in the playoffs. Um, and then Houston barely, like, yeah. walking into the weekend, there was a shot if Houston lose out and then Seattle or Angels would have won out, there was a shot that they could maybe get in. But unfortunately, that didn't work out. So Houston's in at twenty nine thirty one. Seattle at twenty seven thirty three. A bunch of young guys. They've been trading players, getting younger, and they have some top young prospects ready to be called up. So if not next year, the year after that, that's gonna be a strong team to watch out for. Yeah, man, I'll be excited to see what the Mariners get to do next season. Yeah, and then Angels, like we said, they just fired the GM Mike Trout. You know, finish fourth in this division is a is a very disappointment. I thought, you know, especially the team going eight teams, okay, I thought Angels have a shot. And it looked like they did until it's just unfortunate. It's like, especially when Daddy Trout came back and was tearing it up, you're like, okay, watch out for this team. But, yeah, but he can't only do so much by himself. And then 
the roller coaster of Texas. <laughs> hot, yeah. cold, hot, cold. That's not trade away our best pitcher to get prospects. Yeah, man. I mean, they finished 22 and 38. Nothing to talk about. We'll see what they do next year. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. So let's go ahead and do the playoff breakdown. First start with an NL. So we get the Dodgers clinching the number one seed, Atlanta at the number two seeds. Uh, Cubs got the number three seed, and then Padres are the fourth team. So they'll be the four spots that are hosting the wild card round. St. Louis will travel to San San Diego. Miami will travel to Chicago. The Reds will travel to Atlanta, and then Milwaukee, squeaking in, will travel to L.A. Yeah, man. So, uh, any any of these uh, any of these games sticking out? Let's see. So, my biggest thing is going to be the series that I'm definitely going to be watching, keep an eye on, is really two. It's going to be the Reds and Atlanta. That's that's what, the one I highlighted on my screen. What what Reds team are we going to get against Atlanta? Look, man, they've not been consistently here to the last couple of weeks. Finally. I agree, I, but so at, yeah. Out of all these games, the one I'm the mo- the series I'm most excited about is the Braves versus the Reds. But my biggest thing is the game one. Yes. When we get, I'm assuming we're gonna get the best pitcher the Reds have, which is Bauer. Bauer. And that's gonna be exciting if they can win that first game. You this, the this, makes Atlanta win the have to win the next two to, to go on. Two. So the Reds must win this game. But if and, they beat the Braves, think of the momentum that they got going forward. Yes. And then, you know, Atlanta's, you know, they said it's cleared. Max Fred will pitch game one. Yeah, yeah. So, there we you go, know, man. it's, Set you it know, up. he's been their ace step in. Um, so, you know, he was in the Cy Young race a little bit to injuries and stuff kind of derailed that for him. But right. it's going to be um, an interesting matchup. And then the other one. It has to be the Padres and Cardinals, right? I actually want to see what Miami could do against the Cubs. <laughs> okay. I figured this one's a no-brainer, but you're right. You're right. Because I'm this over here. This scrappy Miami team, you. God. But, like, but Marlins are looking good. You know, technically they're undefeated in the playoffs. Hey, man, that's, that's strong. You know, Miami did play them against the Cubs last time they went to the World Series. And uh, Bart Bartman game, anyone remember that? I do. The only difference this time is that Bartman is not going to be in the stands because he is in the cutout in the seat and and Wrigley Field right now. Yeah, and then the Cubs Padres. The biggest thing is going to be Clevenger. Yeah. There, there was rumors Clevenger not pitching. Now they're saying there's a chance that he does. It, it all depends on this game one matchups, man. It's insane. Well, like I, I think, it, I think it just depends on how hot the Padres hitters can stay. Yes, that's going to be the big key here. Yeah, so I don't think it's gonna be a pitcher's duel there. No, so and then Milwaukee Dodgers, you know, Milwaukee has great, you know, story with coming in like, you know, the rookie. That'll be a sweep. Yeah, I feel like you know Dodgers that starting pitching. It's like it's the Dodgers team in general is just great, man. And yeah. think about how good they've been doing. And one of their best players has been doing is great this year, um, Bellinger. Yeah, defending MVP. So. It's insane, you know, and then so the NL playoffs will start Wednesday, and okay. it's kind of interesting that the Reds and Braves are going to be starting on noon on ESPN. Huh. What caught my eye is on Wednesday, also, the, so the Mariners, not the Mariners, but Marlins at Cubs is going to be at 2 o'clock on ABC. Okay. 
because I wonder, because Wednesday is the day they were going to have eight games on TV. So I'm like, how much spread are they going to be? And I saw ABC. I was like, that's be like the first time I've seen a baseball yeah, game on I ABC. Yeah, because they, they're not playing the Little League World Series, so they got to show something. Yeah, so like ESPN has majority games besides TBS for one on that okay. Wednesday. So, All right. And then the American League. Yeah, so we got we talk about the AL. Um, it's pretty solid. Um, so the first thing we got is the number one team is the Rays, um, yeah. and obviously they'll be matched up against the Blue Jays at number eight. And I like this because the Blue Jays are in the division, man. They, they, they there's they got a slight advantage of playing a team they know. Yeah. Um, but the Rays are the Rays, so we'll the Rays are the Rays. Um, especially the pitching matchup, they don't have Ray Yu pitching to game two. Ah. So, and that's going to be interesting. Um, and then, you know, Tampa Bay has Glassnow. They have Bell, uh, Blake Snell. So um, they got options, man. They have it's- options. I, I feel like Ray Yu's that guaranteed if we do lose the first game, we have Ray Yu to go game two and try to Absolutely. force us to game three. I think Absolutely. that's kind of scenario. So, all right. So the next, the next matchup we have is the number two seed, which are the, uh, the A's, Oakland A's, and they're going to play the White Sox at number seven. I yeah. like this one too, man. This is – I feel bad for Oakland. Yeah, because that's a tough match at the start That with. is a very tough matchup. I would have – they, they would have felt happier if they were going to play like the Astros. Yeah, like, you know, and it was looking that way for a little bit, but in, and it's like – because originally Oakland was looking at be the three seed. So yeah. it's like, okay, we're getting a bunch of division matchups. <laughs> yeah. So this could be interesting. Regardless of how you cut it, exactly. And then the last day kind of just switched everything up on us, last two days. But so, that, so, that, so that's going to be tough, man. It is tough. Um, the, and then the next matchup I have is number three, the Twins, versus number six, Astros. I, I just don't see Houston doing anything in this playoffs. Like, I don't either. Not, with no Verlander just having Granky and then the way that the, the, the hitters, and the hitters hitting, are producing, I don't see them winning this. It could go to game three or whatever, but it's, it's not. Yeah, I don't see it. I feel like I it either. might be two games and move on. I think so. And then um, but the, the next, next one. Is the whole, one that I highlighted. Yes. Yes, this is the one that I'm, I can't wait to watch. Because uh, Cleveland Indians at number four versus the Yankees at number five. We get game one, Bieber versus Garrett Cole. Yes, man. Yes. And then I feel like if Cleveland can win that game, they're going to beat the Yankees because look, you cannot have the consistency after Garrett Cole with the Yankees. Look, I know the Yankees are full of hitters. That's what they do. But, but they're you're not playing in Bieber. Yankee Stadium. You're playing Bieber. This, this, is, this is a no-win situation. Yeah. Like, Triple I mean, crown winner. Like it's Yeah. Look, Bieber's in the zone. This is his season, and he hasn't pitched that long, so he is in top peak performance right now. Yeah, it's it's the inconsistency of the pitching staff behind Garrett Cole is what Yankees are worried about. They're hitting or hitting, but the thing is, they didn't win enough to play at home. Exactly. So they're going to Cleveland. So it's like that's where your hitters like, who's going to do this? Who's going to do what? Like, it's going to be interesting if it's a close game and Cleveland pulls it out. It's going to be interesting if Yankees might get swept out of the first round, which are heavy World Series favorites. Absolutely. They, they very well could. So the bracket's insane. You know, the first day of the wildcard series for the AL is on Tuesday, starting at 2 o'clock on ABC, Astros at Twins. Then we got White Sox at Oakland at 3 o'clock on ESPN, Blue Jays at Rays on TBS at 5, and then Yankees in Cleveland are at 7 o'clock on Tuesday. Okay. And then on Wednesday, the, eight, the day of baseball, you have Astros and Twins on ESPN 2 at 1 o'clock. 
You have White Sox in Oakland at 3 o'clock on ESPN, Blue Jays and Rays on 4 o'clock on TBS, and then Yankees in Cleveland at 7 o'clock on ESPN. And then if necessary, of course, they'll play Thursday. Um, pretty much it says ESPN Family and Networks for all of them except for Blue Jays and Rays will be TBS all time to be determined depending on and then, of course, Friday, the NL, if there's a game three necessary, we have those three as well. And then they'll have the weekend to travel to the bubble. To Man, San Diego. I know, Wednesday. I was like, I swear to God, if Zoe <laughs> comes come Wednesday, when I'll be at, my goal is to be out of work by noon so I can be home to watch eight games of baseball. After Ooh, be inventory. careful what you wish for. You could be watching them in the hospital. Oh, trust me. I don't have <laughs> iPad charged and phones going because this would be too much to watch. Yeah, man. Agreed. But I think it's time we need to talk about our picks. Yeah, let's talk about it, man. So we was let's, let's go and start with I think the National League. I did. All right. <laughs> I I, pre- I saved the picture and I was like, no, I'm just gonna print this out and write it up. Exactly. So, so in the NL, the wildcard round, I think we both got the Dodgers going. Absolutely, I got the Dodgers going. The Padres, St. Louis. I got to go with the Padres. Slam Diego. So, and then Cubs, Marlin. I think it's going to be interesting, but I think Cubs will prevail. Me too. I, 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 it, won't, it won't surprise me if it goes three and make it close because I feel like, you know, Miami is that young, scrappy team that this will definitely bring them together. Right. My, Miami slipped up and got into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so, I just don't think they're going to go after uh, this, this first round. And then Braves and Reds. I feel like if Trevor Bauer gets game one, it's going to be hard for Atlanta to win two games in a row, so I have Reds moving on. Yeah, man. Got the Reds there. Yeah, it's – it was interesting. Like, you know, like they got hot at the right time. Can his team make a run? Yeah, no, I like it. I like so, what they're doing. They're, they're pumped up, man. And you could tell by Bowers' last outing. They're ready yeah, to roll. Definitely. So, in the NLDS in Arlington, Texas, we will have the Dodgers versus Padres. Yep. This division matchup that we knew was going back and forth all season, and I feel like it's going to go probably all five games, and I still think Dodgers are going to edge it out. Agreed. I got the I, Dodgers taking this one. They're think, too good. You know, they're too good of a team. Too good between the bullpen, the starting rotation. Because remember, there's no days off, so five straight days of these teams going at each other, and the starting rotation is going to be big in these first two rounds after the wild card rounds. Exactly. And, and I and feel the like Dodgers, Dodgers are set up for that. They're consistent. The Padres are streaky at times. Yes. Um, they get, they're hitting. When they're hitting as hot, they win. But the Dodgers are going to be too overpowering, I think. And the biggest thing is, is, is Clevenger, the guy they traded for. It's like, right. is he going to be healthy? Is he actually going to play? So that's going to be the big thing to watch. So then in Houston, we have the Cubs versus Reds. This was a tough one. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's the division rivals. They both play each other. Cubs did get the season, but – Bauer looks strong, so will Bauer go on short rest if necessary if it goes to five games, which proven he can, and he dominated the other night when he went on short rest. So I'm edging the Reds. There you Cubs go. Cubs and Reds. I, I just think the Cubs there, but, you know, um, some of the players, you know, they're coming back healthy, but it's like it's, there's, like we said, starting rotation. You so, know, after Darvish, yes, Kyle right. Kendricks is good. But then Lesnar has not been, has been up and down all year. Uh, the guy that hit the no-hitter, uh, was it Alec um, Mills or something? Uh, you know, yeah. he's been up and down. So, it's like, like you said, five straight days of baseball. And 
with Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, and Luis Castillo. You, you talk about three-headed monster from Cincinnati. I, I really think Reds are going to push on. So you and I both have Dodgers versus Reds then? Yes, and Arlington for the NL, yes. And I'm pretty sure we both have the same team coming out of that? I do have the Dodgers. Yeah, like, I mean, there's the, no way. The, the Dodgers the, the are The pitching, just I, yeah. like, yeah, like the short, like, like you think, it, you get two days off if you go all five games in your respective locations to start the next day. And depending if, you know, Bauer got to go on short rest if that fifth game is going to be a big altercations before seven straight days of baseball, the NL championship Oof. series. Man, it's going to be tight. Uh, that is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, man. it really is, man. So no time to rest, no time to, to to think about, like a day to think about what just happened. You just got to go back out the next day and go for it. If you thought at the beginning of the season that if we were going to have all the straight playoffs, you would think the Dodgers built for this. Yeah. But having starters they got, the bullpen, like you're like, oh, they're ready to throw any guy out there seven which, straight days and pitch. Which is great. I mean, that's what you need at this point, especially with this setup. Yeah. So, so – yeah. We have the, the Dodgers, which not, we both had at the beginning of the season. A lot of yeah. people did. They're Nothing's the favorites changed. to win the World Series. They've been, they've been what they were supposed to be this season. Yeah, and we all thought the Reds could make noise. Unfortunately, we didn't think we thought it was the more going to be the division, but they still got in, and I think they can make that run because they have a lot of talent on that squad. So yeah, yeah, they like they're going to get to the NLCS for sure. Yeah, um, and unfortunately, that's going to fall short for them because Bauer can walk away. Uh, Nick yep. can walk away, so it's gonna be an interesting off season for them, win or lose, for them. Yeah, man, I agree. All right, the, well, let's talk about the AL. AL, man. <laughs> Some of these were e- like you know you really gotta think about it. So like this first series, Tampa Bay and Toronto. I gotta go Tampa Bay. They were my pro and my preseason I, picks. Right. I know they were your team, and I, I had them going into the uh, the playoffs preseason. I, I think you were on the, the fence about them. Yeah, I said they um, can make noise. And this is before we knew there were going to be eight right, teams. Right, exactly. Um, but I agree with you. I think the Rays are, are built for this. They're going to go through uh, the, the Toronto Blue Jays pretty easily, I think. Yeah, and Blue Jays, they need that other starter. But yeah, they need something. And they got through it this year, and this offseason, try to get another starter or see if one of the young guys are almost ready. Because – Ray, they paid it, and he became their ace that they needed. If they can somehow sneak away with the game one, who knows, man? Yeah. This, when a three-game series, this this whole sheet could be messed up. So, like I said, with Ray, you going game two. If they do lose game one but then do win game two to a winner-take-all game three, oh, yes. it will be so close. But somehow Rays are just so scrappy and, and beat you, like, any way possible. I just I, – it'd be hard for the Rays to lose to an eight seed. Right, I agree, but it's tough, and but they are in the same division, and and if it came down to one game, like like you saw what the Nationals did, anything can happen. Yes, it can, and it won't surprise me that young Blue Jay teams that don't care, they have nothing to prove, to go out to steal to advance, they would do it. All right, well, I'm interested to see what you have on this uh this next matchup. I don't Cleveland, know if I'm going to lie, Yankees. but I'm going Cleveland and Yankees exactly. Man, it's in Cleveland. I don't <laughs> trust Yankees. Pitching besides Garrett Cole, I have Cleveland going. All right. I, I'm sticking with my, my uh, preseason picks, and I'm going with the Yankees here. I, I, feel I, like, I feel like if they can get their hitting together, it's a wrap. Yeah, I just, I just don't think the pitching consistent enough to win two games in a row if they do lose game one to Bieber. Hey, man, I agree. And I, I'm not saying their pitching is going to get it done. I'm, I'm saying their hitting is going to come through. Yeah, and, and you're going to have to rely on. If you don't, like Cleveland has the hitters too. I agree. I it's gonna be a scrappy series. Now, if like, this was if 
if this was flip-flopped and Yankees had the four seed and Cleveland, I'd give it to Yankees because it's Yankee Stadium. Well, that's got to be the toughest matchup, I think, on this side of the paper. Oh, yeah. Because the next one is Twins in Houston and L.A. I got Twins. The Twins. Like, I, I feel like this is going to be a sweep almost because – I do too. Unless Granky, you know, has a stellar game one if he's the starter. So then there's that shot. But then after that, who's going to pitch for Houston? That's the question. Right. Right, and this has nothing to do with the trash can banging. This has to do with the teams this season, and I don't think Houston is a team that I put money on right now, which is probably why before we recorded this, I got a notification that somebody put $500,000 on the Twins to win game one. <laughs> a lot of money. I agree. So he has that, somebody has that kind of faith. Yeah, and then the last series we talk about is the Oakland A's and then the White Sox. Look, man, I don't know how you're going to cut this up, but my money is on the young gun, White Sox. Yeah, I just feel like with A's losing Matt Chaplin, it's a big hole to lose your star in a three-game series. And that young pitching in Oakland are there. But but Dallas Keuchel having a great year. He's definitely going to be thrown out there. The offense behind him with a Brayu fucking – Everybody there. Everyone. Man. It's Tim, like, God. Tim like, Anderson. Uh, they got Luis Roberts. Uh, I felt another... bad for Tim Anderson coming up so short in the NL title. <laughs> I mean, the AL batting title. So yeah. close. So close. He's but, great, man. He's a great player. God. So, you know, so the, so that we got. So we'll have – I have Rays in Cleveland and San Diego. You have Rays and Yankees. Yep, that's right. God, that's an interesting series. Oh, either way, you cut it. Either way, but – if you know division rivals you thought would be one and two in the division, which it end up where was for yeah, you, man. and then I have Cleveland, who could be that team, which just depend on what they can put together or not. Yeah, they turned it up this season. They could be that team. I'm still sticking with my preseason favorites. I gotta go with the Rays still. All right, and I know that I told you that uh, preseason. I think I had the Yankees going pretty far. Yeah, I got them losing to the Rays right now. So I got the Rays moving what, forward like, out of that game. Like what I just said, like with the previous, which I think they're gonna lose to Cleveland is like we just said about the previous in the NL is five straight days of baseball. Oh yeah. Garrett Cole would have to go twice because you don't trust the other guys, the young, the, the rookies and stuff. Cause you don't have all these pitchers because of injuries and stuff. It's going to be an interesting series if it is Yankees Rays, but I feel like the Rays have proved himself this year against <laughs> the Yankees. Yeah, man, I agree completely. I think the Rays, this is their year to, to shine out of the AL East and they're going to go through the Yankees. This one, my go might be full games, but uh, they're going to get it done. Yeah. So the next one I think we both have is Twins and Sox in LA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We both have Twins and Sox. Who you got? This one was tough. They always are, man. The division rivals. And I think the Twins been consistent. They got their veterans to be this guy. And then this would be the first postseason for a majority of these White Sox. I gave five games edging to the Twins. Okay. I think they right. built this offseason to try to make this run. I think they make this run. Is this the team that you said they built to beat the, the Yankees? Yes. <laughs> so they should be good in this situation. Yeah. Um, I, I, on the other hand, didn't look at it that way. I looked at it like, hey, man, these White Sox guys, they have nothing to lose. They shouldn't be here. Reminds me a little bit of the Mets in 2015. Um, I've, I got the White Sox winning it. Uh, I feel like these guys are young and hungry, and they're they're trying to prove themselves right now. Yeah, it's going to be a real tight series. Like it will in, be for sure. Four or five games at least. I do not see no sweep going on here unless they're all like the Cleveland White Sox series earlier this week, where it was, you know, walk offs like that kind of a tight race. It's going to be interesting, you know, and it's going to be weird all around with this bubble, you know, 
New one playing at any familiar park, you know, AL playing at NL parks, NL playing at AL parks. Yep. Um, but, you know, playing in LA, you know, might not, it'd be a little weird feel for both the Twins and White Sox because it's not going to be cold there in October baseball like they would be I'm if they were sure they back in Minnesota. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. All so, right, well, that, with that being said, I'm assuming you have the Rays coming out of this. Yeah, I'm still sticking with them. And okay. I, like I said, pitching. Um, I have, you know, those Rays twins. That's why I think the edge is going to go to the Rays in that s- spot. Um, well, it's funny because you, you said that the twins uh, were built to beat the Yankees this time around. If they get up against the Rays, who they should, you know, say that could be a tough one right there. It could be. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The twins are good, but are they better than the Rays? I'm not sure. Um, but either way, I had the White Sox against the Rays, so that's not even a worry of mine right now. Um, and even though I had faith in the White Sox up to this point, the Rays are going to get it done, and they're going to move on to the World Series. Yeah, you know, when in what is it? The three times the Rays won the division, one of the times they went to the World Series, lost to the Phillies that year. It's, you know, Charlie Bloom of the Red Sox is probably watch is rooting for his Tampa Bay Rays. You know, probably a lot of the guys is who he traded or drafted to make this team. That's why Red Sox have faith in Charlie to rebuild them because what he has done with the Rays previously yep. until he left. The Rays are have the, I think, the third lowest payroll in baseball and had the second best record. Crazy. It's insane when you look at it crazy. like that. Exactly. Man, it's hard, it's hard to believe that that can get accomplished, especially when and, you're so used to, like, teams putting throwing a lot of money into them just to get good. So we both have the Rays versus Dodgers in the World Series. And if you think about it, one of the lowest payrolls in baseball versus the highest payroll in baseball. Exactly. And it's crazy. I, and I don't ever want it, it to end up this way, to have two number one seeds, because it's like, you know that's rarely going to happen. Rarely. Um, but I, I do have it this way on paper just because it makes the most sense at this point. Um, but who do you have taking the World Series? I still got to go with Dodgers. Like – even though you had your faith in your Rays, guys, I, huh? Yeah, I had faith in Rays, but I had them losing to Dodgers in the preseason. The pitching, even though in the World Series, they will have regular days off like they would if it was a travel day. Which is going to benefit both teams. Yeah, which I don't get why I do a fake travel day for the World Series if not for the other series. But Right. But, okay. But what we talked about with the NL picks is the Dodgers, the pitching. Yep. You know, Dustin May – Kershaw, like any of you guys can throw out there, and then the pick of the litter who can be the MVP of the World Series NL NL championship because Mookie Bellinger, uh, God, like you just throw anyone out there, and and it's funny when you look at the average in the NL, the top ten they had a top ten average in the NL from a Dodger, but it was none of the big guys. It yeah. was Corey Seager. Okay, so you know. If he's averaging, Mookie's hitting, playing in second base, outfield, anywhere possible, and then Clayton finishing the top five of the ERA after missing a couple starts, but what Clayshaw are we getting? But here's the thing. It's a shortened season. Kershaw's rested compared to previous uh-huh. postseasons. So you think this will be the first time he actually has a good post? I, I think so because his arm is not going to be thrown out, you know, 32 starts plus playoffs. You know, what I think he had 10 starts. Yeah. That's nothing for Clay Shaw. Absolutely nothing. I he get the monkey off his back and get his World Series ring this year. Well, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, I think I'm right there with you. 
If you can see my paper, I got the Dodgers. Dodgers winning it all, man, because you know what? They've been hyped up since, I don't know, four years ago. They've just been consistently a good team. And at the end of the last season, everybody had them going back. And you know what? They did not disappoint this year either. I feel like they're super solid. They're in it to win it. This is a good year for them. Yeah, because, like, what, the last four years they've lost to the World Series champions, either in the NL or in the World Series. Right. Get, like, if right. you look at it that way, like, you I mean, it's like the, the Buffalo Bills back in the 90s. It's unfortunate that you went to so many Super Bowls, <laughs> but you lost to the champions. Yeah. So like, who, you so don't can look at it that way. Like, that, right? Yeah. But I think it is Dodgers' year, you know. I agree. It is. Uh, if the Rays win, good for them. Uh, just right now in my mind, I feel like the Dodgers have the best chance of getting it done. I feel like Rays get close, and then maybe the owner gets gets that one free agent or trade out the way to push them over the edge next year to make another big run. Yeah. I mean, but who knows, man? We could be talking about White Sox Brewers uh, in the World Series. We never know. Yeah, yeah, because injuries happen. Like someone can get injured and then – or, hell, we could talk – like Reds can make a run, you know? Or, hell, Miami stays undefeated and somehow make it to the World Series. Exactly. And I know that won't be good for TV ratings or whatever because it's not a big market team, but it'd be crazy to see if that happens. Yeah, what a Cinderella story for Yeah, because everyone wanted Dodgers-Yankees. Everyone thought that was everyone's consistency. Exactly. I just don't see, you know, what's the injuries that are piling up with the Yankees for pitching. I'm like, I don't think they but can do it. How interesting would it be if you get like, like you said, one of those random teams like the Cardinals and, and A's are in there or something? Like, man, who who would have thought? 2020. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Right. Nothing goes the way it's supposed to. So let's see what happens this season. So after all said and done, what teams have been disappointed to us? I think clearly for both of us is going to be one is going to be the New York Mets. Yeah, very disappointing. I mean, we, we thought we were on the right track to be better. We, we were At the beginning of the season, we were saying, hey, who are we going to kick off the starting rotation to, hey, who the fuck starting after the second guy? You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's been like that kind of season for us. We All we needed was a couple more wins to make it happen, so it wasn't super disappointing. But another thing that's a recurring issue with us is the bullpen, and I feel like the bullpen would just let the Mets down year after year. Yeah. Um, so we both like the Mets going into the – the um season but when they expanded to eight teams i'm like there's no reason why we should miss the playoffs agreed i'm like if you got half the squad half the teams getting in the mets should be on that tier and then when i broke down looked at it overall team stat wise we had the best average in the national league as a team sick man sick it's like okay so it's not our offense and then the top 10 players in average, seven out of 10 of them were from the NL East. And <laughs> Mets had the most with three in the top 10. How, exactly. How do these, how do you, how does this happen and you not make the playoffs? It's mind boggling. Well, besides from DeGrom, starting pitching was a mess. Right. I know. Peterson it's, showed well some highlights. So, you know, he probably solidified his spot in the rotation next year. Lugo had his ups and downs after becoming a starter. So maybe it was best for him to go back to the, um, bullpen waka Priscilla, mats it's just highly disappointing diaz finally looked like the guy we traded for when he got a chance most of the year you know so hopefully that stays but then after that it's like with a new owner coming in front office most likely getting turnover there's a lot of work to do for these mets yeah i agree man you know hopefully if you know steve gets the okay then you know, you know Sanderson, not Sanderson, but uh, all Sandy gets the president job, and 
fix this team hopefully soon. And then the next team, say in the NL East, I think has to be the Phillies. Yeah, I wasn't originally going to say the Phillies were a team that disappointed me because I kind of expected them not to do much. I mean, yes, they got Bryce Harper, but they let go of a really good manager. And um, they didn't do great last season, so I didn't expect them to do great this season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so when you have a top 10 starting ERA <laughs> in baseball, when every other team around you through the top 14 made the playoffs except for you, mm-hmm. it shows you where your hole was, which was the bullpen. Yeah. And then Harper looked like he was his MVP self the first part of the year before hitting the shit button and being terrible. This is the last time we see JT Rumuto in a Phillies uniform. Yeah, There's a lot of – and he wasn't available after the game for questions. Is that a sign that his tenure might be over? Probably. So where does I, Philly go from here? I don't know, man, but I, I felt like they picked the wrong guy to build a team around. I mean, I know Harper's good and all, but is he the leader? I don't think so. Yeah. And then the last team I got, it's got to be the Angels. Yeah, I had the Angels on my list too, man. Um, I felt like they did all these offseason moves. They were in it to win it. They, on paper, they looked great. Shotani was supposed to do double work as a pitcher and hitter. Pujols was about to crush some records. Trout was being Trout. How could they lose? They had Upton in the outfield, Brian Godwin. I mean, they had guys. It yeah. just didn't come together. It didn't click. So when you're the best player in the world, <laughs> and at his full nine, at, at his full nine seasons – Eight times he has missed the postseason. Sick, man. We talked about earlier about the fire of the GM. So what's next for them? They got a great manager. So what's hard to sell for Cali? Is it the living Cali? You get to play the best player in the world. Are they going to load up this offseason? Are they going to make that move to GM to bring guys in? You know, they're definitely going to go for pitchings. It won't surprise if they go hard after Trevor Bauer. You know, he's from California. They'll throw some yeah, stupid money at him. They need to it get will not like surprise me. They tried. They almost got Cole, but you know, Cole's been a uh, diehard. You know, Yankees when he was growing up, so it was kind of hard for him not to turn down that deal. Oh yeah, they spend so much money on their players. It's kind of hard to grow up and not like them. Yeah, so they're gonna throw some money around. So it's gonna be interesting to see what the Angels do. Any other team that disappointed you this season? Yeah, I had a couple more. Um, the first team, you know, wasn't a huge disappointment because, like you said, they had a fire sale. But it's the Red Sox. I mean, last season they went eighty-four and seventy-eight. I didn't expect them to fully tank it this year. Um, I mean, you going from what? What they come in second in their division last year, all the way down to last place. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty tough to swallow. And then the other team I had that was disappointing were the Diamondbacks. Um, last season, the Diamondbacks finished 85-77. and 77. I thought they had the, the winning formula, but apparently not. Um, yeah. After barely missing the wild card last year, you would think that, you know, and then, you si- and then you signed um, – why am I drawing the name Blake right now? Uh, Bogar. Uh-huh. Yeah. You signed him. You thought it would be that guy, and didn't work out for you, did it? Mm. Yeah, Mahomes need to calm down. <laughs> exactly who you tell it all right well uh with that being said let's go to our postseason awards yeah and the first one we're gonna talk about is the al and um cy young picks al i think it's clear cut you know when you win the triple crown for pitching since first time since 2006 since santana i think it's hard yeah. not to pick you yeah it, I, so shane beaver the cleveland indians it's a lot yeah, i feel like I, it is so yeah i got shane beaver like you said he won the triple crown he had eight wins this season, 122 Ks. His ERA is a 1.63. What more can you ask for? Yeah, you know, out of all the hurlers, logged at least 60 innings. Uh, Beaver lead all NL pitching, only allowed 5.35 hits per nine innings. He also led MLB 
uh, with 122 strikeouts, 14.2 strikeouts per nine, and that ERA is just insane. And, uh, and, and then especially you talk about coming out of that division with the White Sox. Exactly. Uh, twins, and, you know, he was the bright spot for Cleveland. And it won't surprise me if he gets a decent amount of MVP votes. I agree with you. Uh, Especially if they would have won the division, he probably got a lot more because it was all on him to lead that, you know, but triple crown. I feel like he'll, he's at least going to be a finalist in the MVP, but you know, then right behind him, unfortunately Beaver had a great year. You think of Dallas Keuchel and then um, Ray, you, and then uh, Kenta Maeda, like, you know, you're thinking about pitchers. Those are kind of right there with them, but Beaver just from the get go, you know, opening day just did not, slow down and then i think we have to talk about this nl yeah man the nl is gonna be tough and there's no clear cut like you know we talked about with, with shane beaver it's like who's gonna get the votes it, it'll come down to percentage first place second place like and it's unfortunate because you think about you just think about era you know hits and stuff but you gotta think about their competitions who they face so many times. And right now I'm giving it slight to Trevor Bauer. I agree. Um, I, I, I think, think he's going to edge it out. I got Trevor Bauer on my list as well. It's going to be so close, but I think he's going to get enough to be just barely in front of DeGrom. I feel like, you know, and you know, like we just said with NL war, it's clear cut. Bauer bounced back, dominating his 11 starts for Cleveland Red, the Cincinnati Reds this year. You know, he fanned 100 batters and 73 innings, um, only 41 hits allowed, 14 earned runs. You know, he led the league in 1.73 ERA, all MLB, plus all of MLB with a rate of 5.05 hits per nine innings. So that's the only thing he was better than Shane Beaver, which was his former teammate and good friend. And I, like I said, I think DeGrom is just going to come up short the last couple starts. Um, just coming up short for him. He'll get second place, I feel like. And then I think Darvish will probably get third if yeah, I was voting. I, I, right. If I was voting, I was torn between Bauer and Darvish right now. Um, I mean, yeah, DeGrom, like you, I think he showed me some stats that he played some tougher teams and all those. That's um, Yeah. If people look at that way, I think that's why I think DeGrom will get second. If you think about uh, competition, because I think a lot right. of it for Beaver yeah. was not Beaver, but Bauer was, uh, what was it? Detroit, Kansas City, like the lower end Pirates. If you think those are three of the worst teams in baseball compared to the ground face and the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Rays. So, but because of ERA and everything, I still think. Trevor Bauer will get the slight edge over. And I agree, DeGrom. man, because Trevor Bauer's what year is one seven three. He had a hundred Ks. Uh, he pitched great. This is yeah. his year. I don't think he's going to lose it, but and, we'll see how the voting goes. And what a year to have when it's your time to finally get paid. <laughs> exactly right. Best time to show up, man. Um, so yeah, let's move on. Uh, AL and NL MVP. Man, this one was interesting. Start with the AL. AL. I got to go with Jose Abreu from the White Sox. I agree, man. I was really tempted to say. Shane Bieber, but I cannot yeah. discount the fact that Jose Abreu is what he's done with the White Sox. Bat, he ended up batting 317, had 19 home runs, 60 RBIs, 
I mean, this is just in 30 games, man. Those are great stats. And he helped his team get to the playoffs, undoubtedly. Yeah, you know, he played in all 60 of the White Sox games. Finished with a uh, – An RBI a game on average. Yeah, a 987 OBS, you know. It's, you know, AL best, 76 hits, you know. The MLB high marks with the 60 runs batted in, the 148 total bases. You know, spearhead Chicago's push for the first postseason since 2008. You know, in line with 16 homers between August 16th and the end of the season, helping lead the White Sox to the 25-14 finish. Exactly. You know, that's why I think Braves should be MVP. I believe Beaver will finish second or third. Um, Trout, I feel like, might crack the top five. I'm sure he'll be top five, but, I mean, this year it, it was Jose, what he's done is kind of hard to ignore. And then Cruz might be three. Nelson Cruz, okay. like, it's going to be interesting to see what the voters do since he's just a DH. All right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like I said, there's, there's a couple guys that can contend, but, you know, mm, Abreu is pretty tough to beat. Yeah, that White Sox team is – now, NL is very interesting. It is. It, 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 it toss and turn, you know, you think about who's out there, who should win it. My pick, I got to go with Freddie Freeman. I, I don't see how you don't pick Freddie Freeman. What he's done this year is is pretty good, man. Especially after that battle with COVID before the season I, started. Yeah. Which <laughs> I thought he was going to miss like the first week or two of the season. And he gave one against the Mets. I'm like, why is he playing? He hasn't exactly. had no preseason workout. Like, and then, but new, hey. Uh, new, new thought on life after that. He's like, all right, we'll go ahead and give him my all. Yep. So, you know, Freeman helped Atlanta won their third straight NL East title, you know, the veteran first baseman slashing a 341 uh, batting average, you know, with ML high marks with 51 runs and 23 doubles with a stacked lineup. Like, you know, it's unreal what the offensive numbers you think in Atlanta, but Freddie Freeman's numbers, and he's been that guy for years, but finally put together for a full season. Well, not a full, full season, but at least a, a season where we're in. Yeah. When we count like that. But, you know, it's just insane, you know, you said, like, his describing from COVID, like, got so scared, and, you know, it's insane. And then now you go out here to win the NL East title. Right. And then he topped off with 13 home runs, 53 RBIs, and his OPS is a 1.102. So, yeah, Freddie Freeman, he, he did his thing, man. And, you know, Atlanta, their whole team is pretty solid. I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up in the World Series somehow. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're, they've been doing great. Yeah, very much so. And – um, it's just very interesting, you know, if it wasn't for what Freddie Freeman did there towards the end, I think Mookie would have got his MVP and one of the first in what, I don't know how many years he got an MVP in both leagues, you know, two years removed from his AL MVP and Mookie was right there. Could have, could, could still, you know, the vote's going to be very close. Maybe it depends on how they line up, but you know, I think the unfortunate thing is where, you know, Freddie Freeman plays in the East, so the games are much earlier compared to the West. And it's yeah. not like a lot of people are seeing, you know, they're used to seeing everyone play at least once in the East or the West. So it's a weird year. I think that's how all the voting's going to go when we, when we think about it. And it's like if you're on a big team that had a lot of big market games, then you might got to see more because you couldn't travel. And it's so weird. Like I remember at first watching the Mets games when they're away, like, oh, that's right. They're watching it on a TV screen like us. <laughs> you know like it's insane so but yeah i think mookie will come up second third 
like Juan Soto is kind of hard not to notice his numbers, but I think he's 21, man. But I think <laughs> it was hard for me to maybe think Machado might be third. Oh yeah, I think Machado is definitely. I think there. I think um, Soto will get top five votes. Juan, Juan Soto did pretty well. He did when the, like, the the winning the batting title after missing what the first week or so of baseball yeah. from COVID test and being that terrible team to win the batting title is just you know you really hear about much of Soto. That's how right, bad the Nationals were doing. Doing good. I just couldn't believe he was that close, and I looked at him and I was like, oh, wow, he might get this title. And then, of course, pretty much sewn it up, and they pulled him to make sure he got that batting title. <laughs> yeah, I guess you got to root for something when your team's not doing anything this year. Right. Um, all right, well, hey, let's move on to the rookie of the year, man. So the AL, until about what we'll say, the last month of September, pretty much sums it up, and I think Kyle Lewis is going to get it from Seattle. I think, I think Kyle Lewis will get it, but that's not the pick I picked. Um, I got Lewis Roberts with the White Sox. I just felt like, um, you know, in the month of September, what happened in 23 games, Luis Roberts went 11 for 81 in those games. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard, you know, which, you know, Roberts in the beginning, we thought that was a slam dunk rookie of the year. But, you know, Lewis appeared in 18 games last year and made the most of it with the uh, 885 OBS and six home runs with those 18 games for Seattle in the last year. So he showed that he could do it. And if it wasn't for Luis Roberts defense, I think it would be much more spread apart because Luis mm-hmm. Roberts is a very great center fielder, but I think Kyle Lewis is going to get it this year, you know, picked it where he left off. He finished with an 801 OBS, 11 home runs, five stolen bases. Even though he finished behind Luis Robert and war, it was because of, like you said, Robert's defense. I think that got him at war, but I still think Lewis. Right, and, and that's why I like edge him out. His, his overall game defense and offense. I like Robert, um, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like Kyle has a strong case. Lewis has a strong case. We'll see how they vote. Um, I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah, I really wouldn't. But and then this next, the NL. Eh. This what took me so long to do my notes today is this pick. <laughs> you try to pick which one you thought was best. I, it it was very hard, but I, I still went. I still went with Jake. Okay. Um, from the Padres. I didn't like his. I don't like his batting average. I don't like Lewis Roberts' batting average either. But I don't know. I just couldn't get behind. It. I, I, I get it. He's a rookie. But um, yeah. What do you like about the guy? You know, in fifty four games, the the forty nine hits, the four runs, twenty RBIs, the two eighty five is an okay year. But the twenty RBIs, you think most time the after you know batting behind. Machado and uh, Tatis Jr. There's probably not many people on base for you to hit around the way that was going. So he probably that's why he didn't get any RBIs. But you know, with playing majority of the year, I think it's what's going to help him. Um, who do you have? I got uh, I got the Marlins pitcher uh, Sixto Sanchez. Um, he went seven games started. His record's three and two. His his ERA is three point four six, and he had thirty three strikeouts. Um, for a rookie man, I thought it was solid. His, the Marlins he helped him get into the playoffs. Um, I like him. I like him for a rookie. Yeah, and then the other three people I had was like you know, Alec Bowman for the Phillies. Uh, the thing for me that he only played in forty four games. Yes, his numbers yeah. are good. Yeah. Um, and then the Devin Williams from the Brewers. A relief pitcher, great year, you know, 22 games, 27 uh, innings pitch. He only allowed eight hits, one earned run the whole season, you know, a .33 ERA. But yes. 
like I said, it's only 22 games. It's kind of like, that's why I think the guy with the most, you know. I agree. You know, the most that turned out to be a factor. And I said, this could be like the Cy Young vote where it's come down to who gets the most first place votes, second place votes, where tally up, where it's going to be very close for this one. It's not like hey, years, years past where like um, Lonzo last year, the year before with Juan Soto, and then the year before that, um, Acuna. All those were slam dunks years. Like you knew clearly, this one it's going to be sample size. smaller sample size. What who people who watch the close the defense like they're going to be very close to who they're going to give their votes to. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, and like I said, there's a lot of young guys coming up this year, so uh, there's a lot of good competition as, as well. Yeah, like this is I think the race is going to be the hardest for voters to pick is the NL Rookie of the Year. And we'll have to watch and see how it comes out. And I feel like and it's funny that you think about it, really, if you all three NL, you know, the big ones, you know, MVP, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year mm-hmm. are going to come down to votes, I feel like. Freddie Freeman kind of pulled himself away, should get the more majority votes, but the Cy Young, it can become who vote who. Like I said, DeGrom faced better opponents than Bauer. It depends on, you know, if you have a vote. Plus, plus the Grom's a brand name. He's already won two in a row. He could get some votes just because of this, and he had a good season. Yeah. It's not like he had a bad season. He had a no. solid season. So it's going to be interesting. So, and then the AL NL Manager of the Years. Yes. Man, I think AL, I have to give it with my guy Kevin Cash for the Rays. Okay. Yeah, man. You know, the team payroll at $59 million when they clinched the NL East compared to those Bronx Bombers at 250, no, 247 million payroll. It's insane that you, that, you know, one of the best managers of baseballs consistently, you know, outside of Florida, no one pays attention to Kevin Cash. <laughs> um, Cash had 17 different players start at least 10 games for him. 11 different players played multiple positions and never had any combination of players in the same spot on the diamond for more than two games. How has that worked out for him? Crazy. And, Crazy. you know, and it's funny thing, if, if you ask people, you know, um, who's the most winningest coach in race history, you might hear Joe Madden, mm-hmm. you know, take the World Series. But actually, Kevin Cash is now the most winningest manager with the race organization. Wow. He's done it, you know, 100 wins last year, the best record in the AL. I think it's time. To, and then, you know, he hasn't got many votes. He didn't win it last year. It's like it's time for him to get that that award, I think, finally. What do you think? Well, I think you kind of have an idea of who I like. I like the White Sox manager, Rick Renteria. <laughs> last season, they went 72-89. and 89. He went from that to making the playoffs with a record of 35 and 25, and he did it with a super young squad. I mean, he has Jose Abreu leading his team. I, look, man, I like what he's done there. I like where they're going. I like everything about this team. I think he earns it. I think so, too. Um, the only thing, I think if he would have won the division, it would have been a tighter race for me. I agree. Um, I agree. Because he ended up just getting the, the wild card spot, it probably hurt his chances very slim. Um, but like I said, the vote like but you know do they expect that kevin cash was going to win the division no but make the postseason yes but oh, i have the best record predict the white Sox to make it this far i don't know with expanded playoffs i don't know you What's it, the, was, yeah. it was a chance like it all right. wins that's true all um, right well then let's move on to national league national league i think you got to get the don manley of the Mar- the marlins 
Hey, man, I'm right there with you. I you got know, the Marlins, too. We all thought this team was going to be one of the worst teams in baseball. I wrote them off, especially after they started with COVID. Every manager has stuff to deal with. But if you think it's safe to say no manager ever had to deal with what the 2020 Miami Marlins had to deal with, over 170 roster moves in two months, it once made 40 roster moves in a week because of the COVID outbreak. Mm. You know, what Don Manley has gone through, you know, the eight-day shutoff with the COVID, 18 players disappear into quarantine, scheduled league with, you know, fly and home games in Baltimore, yet somehow other manners ripped off six wins in a row, roar off to a 7-1 start, and then end up securing the second seed in the NL East. Right. And not to mention the last season, they had one of the worst records at 57 and 105 yeah. to making the playoffs at a six seed this season. Yeah, you with know, all that stuff going on. Trading, you know, John Carlos Stanton, Jane Teru Muto, um, Yellich. Like, you trade all these guys with the organization after buying the team. And Jeter, you're, like, looking at him. But, but the draft picks, the young guys they've gotten around, scrappy, where building it, it makes some right. noise. You know, it up right. yeah. if it's not this year, this could be an interesting team. Like, we thought about the uh, Braves a couple years ago when they called up Acuna. We're yeah. like, this team is a year earlier than what we thought they were. Yeah, and I feel like the Marlins right now, I know it's the our, season, our year or two couple years ahead. Yeah. yeah, but that young pitching they have drafted has, you know, came together. Man, interesting year for them. Yeah, Don Madling definitely deserves this one. Yeah. So all in all, we got to end this talk with our final thoughts of this season. Like, what is there to say about a 60-game <laughs> season? Well, it was definitely a roller coaster ride. Um, we've had a lot of a lot of ups and downs. Um, it went by quickly. Quickly, ah, too many injuries. If you think about it, with pitching, I, I people felt like opting every, out, people opting in. Uh, another thing I felt about this season was um, every game that we lost, every single game hurt. It felt, it felt like every game was a big game because, you know, you only had 60 games. We figured that the cutoff was 30 wins. If your team was struggling winning a game, losing a game, I just felt like every game mattered more than it would in a normal season. Like if we lost a couple games in normal season, no sweat. We lose a couple games this season, it's a huge deal. Yeah, it's, you know, what was it, like almost two or three games per game it came out to be. It's, it's insane. Right, right. You can't afford to lose a, a, a series. Ever. Yeah, it's 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 insane when you think about it. You know, like you said, it went by so quick. You know, you think in July we were starting baseball, but it was last week of July. Then it's like, right. okay, it's September already. Like we are talking, like oh, we got a month left in the season. Like how are these playoff races coming? It's it was insane. But at least yeah. we got baseball this year. Right. And with a short season, man, some of these guys put up some numbers that I can't believe. Like Jose Abreu, 60 RBIs and 30 in 60 games, you know, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, it, other guys like that, it's just, you know, some, some of these stats are pretty impressive. It's like you said, like with the Mets, Pete's like, I wish we had 100 more games. And I know. If we had more games, it's like, what could some of these teams done? Like, I what agree. Fixed with the ship and, you know, got it right. Did, would have – you know, more younger guys had more time to develop in the minor league system to come up to help the team in the postseason. And, like, look at the White Sox. They called up the guy they drafted this year, and he's throwing 102 out lefty. the bullpen. Lefty, right? Yeah. You know, yes, we thought it. it could happen, and White yeah. Sox has done it. We'll, well see. We thought it could happen because of the season. Because yeah. Of the way it's starting out. 
and we'll see if he makes the postseason roster, which probably he will because he's had flamethrower. Yeah, they're gonna need somebody like that. So all in all, it's a weird season. A lot of people ask: Is twenty any sports in twenty twenty is a legitimate year? I it's sports. Yeah, we got, it's we got all four big sports playing right now. You got basketball, hockey, football, and baseball all playing at the same time. Yeah, and you think about it, it is weird right now because Stanley Cup's going on right now. You have the NBA Finals getting ready to start Wednesday. Playoff baseball starts tomorrow. And then you have week three of the NFL concluding tonight. It's like, it's insane. And then, you know, NBA will probably push their season back to January. Baseball, who knows what the thoughts are going to be. Probably, you know, hopefully everything's good to go. Spring training come March. Well, February, everyone report. And then, you know, football so far so good. They finally had the first COVID positive player this week with Atlanta, but just him tested positive. So, so far so good. And NBA, I think, set the example for the bubble um, with the finals getting ready to start. You know, it's weird seeing all these, you know, makeshift right. fans. <laughs> right. And hockey's doing pretty well in the bubble, too. Yeah. Um, it, and I think when they end the season, which should be uh, this week probably. Yeah. Because um, I think they're going to start back up in December. I feel like that's a little soon, but you know, like I know, but they're used to starting back in October. Yeah. So like with NBA first thought, they were going to almost had like a month off to recoup. And I thought it was a little too much. Now, of course, Adam Sarah <laughs> with the NBA said they probably won't start to at least 2021, which makes right. a lot more sense. Cause okay. So they're, they're, if they go game seven of the finals, you're talking October like 13th, how you're going to get a team together in a month to sign free agents, do a draft, get a preseason together to start hopefully by December. That's a little too quick. Yeah. Hockey, man, like if they, if they want to do that and push it that quick, man, it's going to be insane. Who are you ba- baseball, it's almost going to end at the regular time. So they'll have a regular off season, November, you know, we'll see if Mets get a new owner verified. So then we have the winter meetings and then any decisions made. And, you know, like I said, we might have, some fans for the NL uh, CS and then the world series in Texas. You see a lot of teams. Like I watched the uh, Washington football team in Cleveland Browns game. They allowed 6,000 fans into the stadium that usually holds probably almost 80 to a hundred thousand. Mm. Um, other areas are, you know, doing us like 25%. So it's, we got to get stuff back to normal. Yes. This year was weird. 12 starts from a starter for a Cy Young award. It's, it's insane. <laughs> Yeah, if, if there's only a little bit, little bit more time, maybe DeGrom could have taken it over again, but it's just not going to happen this year, I don't think. Yeah, you think about another 20 starts he maybe would have had, like what could have been. A lot of players like what could have been. Like could the Angels turned around and actually had a season where they could call up some people and make a run? Yeah, I'm going to say no, but yeah. So it's weird. Um, this playoffs is going to be very interesting with the no days off for the first couple of rounds after the wild card round. Um, to go straight through a series of five games to decide to go on to the championship series and seven games decided who goes to the world series straight in a row. It's going to be a tough battle for teams who are not built with starting rotation and a deep bullpen. Cause if you don't have that, I feel like you're going to get out of the playoffs pretty quickly. I agree. All right, man. Well, I think that's all we had in this wait till the playoffs come and uh, we can start showing them uh, what we got going. Yeah. So, you know, playoffs start tomorrow. You know, a lot of baseball coming up. A lot of baseball. So, you know, tomorrow starting at two o'clock on ABC is the first postseason game with Astros and Twins. 
White Sox and Oakland at three, Blue Jays and Rays at five, and then Yankees and Cleveland at seven. And then the day of baseball on Wednesday starting at noon all the way to 10 o'clock that night. So we'll see y'all next week. Can't wait to see who made out of the wild card round. Since, you know, that will end at least on Friday. And then, you know, the division series will start Monday. So maybe we'll do our recap on Sunday, see how the how we do, and we'll catch y'all next time. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you for checking out this episode. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Share it with your friends. Don't hog the goodness here from AA Sports with your friends. And if you want to take that step further, please click on that Patreon link that's in that YouTube you know, description down there. We do monthly giveaways, gifts from us if you do different tiers. And you will get most likely everything we do here at AA Sports a day early, if not more. So please share that with your friends also. We'll catch on next time. Peace. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. That's right. For the record, you ain't trying to grow any stuff for you. That's right. For the record, lab on me going all the way. All the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to wait. So y'all, snake eyes on dice for y'all, shoulders on ice for y'all, A6